Whatever you do right now, don't give up. There are pests and they are coming hard and fast. It is an all out war. You have to get your generals out. You have to get your lieutenants and you have to attack. You might even have to flank because they're going to come for you both sides of summer and fall pests right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, mini sued. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. I fully dedicate that intro to my son, just so you know. He's all into that stuff right now. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know people are like, what the hell's wrong with him? That's what's wrong with me. I'm dad and not, so. Um, yeah, dude, pests. I mean, everything is bigger in the garden. Uh, it's harder to find them because everything is bigger, right? It's like, you know, a pestapalooza or something. It's crazy. <laughs> so, not, I mean, when we first start the season, we're always talking about, you know, things that are attacking the leaves of plants, right? Yeah. Um, leafs? Leaves. 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 <laughs> leafs. No. Is it teeth or uh, teeth? It's officially a thing now. Um, but now, I mean, you have pests that are, you know, attacking the actual fruit itself of the plants and you have things that are more mature. Um, so you got to stay on top of it. It's hot. It's probably humid in a lot of places you guys are. Right. And that's a breeding, literally a breeding ground. Yeah. And I mean, if you're following along with our mini-sodes and you are doing what the last few have talked about and you're planting your fall vegetables then you're going to have to start watching out for caterpillars and cabbage loopers mm-hmm. on top of tomato hornworms. And all these are different treating methods. You know, yeah. you, you can't use the same product for one size fit all. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's intense. Um, and it, it's depressing too personally when you like manage one pest and then you turn around and you're like, shit now i got another one and then you come out and you got you know your collards are all nice and purdy and you know your what is it the one i saw the other day um red veined mustards are looking nice and Mm -hmm. then you look and they got caterpillars and holes on and you're like all right i'm a good treat for that so um you know stay vigilant this time of year don't give up the garden is running wild at this point right Mm -hmm. is that what your grandmother says that's what she would say. Yes, you know it. Aww. So the, um, the garden's running wild. You know what I mean. And and there's, I mean, to that point, 
you may have more weeds than you've had all year, right? You know, so stay on top of that as much as you can. To her point around the garden running wild, it's kind of like let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure, and this is a, it's a lot of these mini sows are reminders, right? So make sure that you're keeping the garden tidy. If you're clipping things, if you're pulling plants, don't leave them hanging around your garden because again, that dead or dying debris is a playground. Um, so it is, and it's it's a breeding ground too because mm-hmm. they will get in there and they will lay their eggs. You know, mm-hmm. um, and for instance, mulch, especially this time of year, is known to harvest snails. Um, so yep. harbor, not harvest, harbor snails. So they will come out and they will start chewing, you know, especially the cooler mm-hmm. it gets and stuff. So, um, you know, and the reason why you want to stand to, cause look, a snail is not going to kill your plant, but it's going to stress it and it's going to put so many yeah. holes in it that it can't, can't produce. So that's such an excellent point where a lot of, a, a lot of these, some of them will like completely like the tomato horn, hornworm, but some of these things won't necessarily kill like you're saying but the stress of it and you may not see the effects of the stress for another few weeks right um so it's it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what it was but as long as you're doing these things that you normally do if you're going to community garden you know you're applied there once a week a couple times a week you know spend some real time on maintenance which is really what where we're at now that's what's key um if your garden is right outside your door you know your garden walk should still be on and popping <laughs> there may be a little bit more work associated with those garden walks now um if you already are on a regimen or you're starting a regimen when it comes to some sprays make sure you stay on top of that um it's in your hands at this point yeah it really is and i mean you can let it go or you can stay on top of it see this time of year i personally let the you know i let the garden kind of go wild as you say but mm-hmm. I also stay on top of the pests because that is something yeah. that once they get out of control, man, it's hard. So, um, you know, I use my sprays. I use neem oil and dish soap. And mm-hmm. if I have a cabbage loopers, I use BT. And they're all yeah. organic treatments. So. And for me, you know, I, I use a lot of covers. So be very diligent about when you're taking that cover off, if you're doing the same thing, that you're covering it back quickly because you're basically preventing some of these pests from getting to your plants. But as long as it's uncovered, you know, it's like attack, attack, attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's and oh, just I mean, just for comfort in your garden. Be careful about leaving kind of buckets or, or, or containers or buckets of like sitting water. You know, rain barrels are different. I imagine you have some screen on those, but like you just don't want to walk into a whole flock of mosquitoes and, and things, right? Like, right. But you got your personal pests as well yeah. that will chew on you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and that's an important thing to remember too is, I mean, you know, at this time of year, like we still need to think about safety against us, against pests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I know that I'm still, you know, this year, um, this time of year historically has been really bad for Japanese beetles for me and the biblical plague of grasshoppers that's ah, known. Okay. And I have not figured a way to defeat them yet. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I don't think you can spray them. I mean, actually, I do. I go through with my my snippers, and I mean, I'm talking about big old honkers. They're huge, <laughs> and I'll just snip them in half, but um, yeah. it's kind of brutal. But, but they literally are devouring my plants as I walk out there. Yeah. I can see it, so. 
they have big mouths um the healthier your plants are the better chance you have at them fighting yes you know pests right so which i did do they fight though um fight maybe isn't the proper word maybe it is um as the attack is mounted on them defend let's use defend what do they do to defend they just sit there Oh, shit. Now, listen, this is a mini so I haven't thought that far ahead. Well, come on now. We got eight <laughs> minutes left. They don't succumb to um, the pest attack as much as a younger plant. They're more now, can resilient. Can you be satisfied with that? They're more resilient. I could just be an ass and say, well, are they? Like, yeah, I'm going with resilient. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like what it really comes down to is once you treat for them, a healthy plant will bounce back faster. You know, I had. Yeah, that's a good point. It's very similar to when we have some illness that, you know, who is it harm most? Children and the elderly. Right. Right. You know, so those that are deemed kind of fully mature and healthy have a better chance at fighting off, insert whatever it is. Damn it. Yeah, we don't need to say <laughs> names of any illnesses that have gone around. But, no, no, I mean, no, and no. the thing is, too, is this time of year. You know, you're getting attacked from both sides and it can be overwhelming. Um, and that happened to me in the spring. So I had Chinese cabbage that I was growing and it was getting nice and big, but it was also just, mm-hmm. man, it's stay. And you can go look at my videos from this year. And I mean, it's, it's plain and simple that that was peppered. I mean, it was, it looked like it belonged in church. It was holy boy. <laughs> I mean, and you would go through and I, I remember it was like trying to head, trying to head. It was just so slow. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like it was chewed up so bad that there was no surface area for it to do its, you know, photosynthesis and to make, mm-hmm. you know, to make sugars for it to grow. So oh, such an excellent point. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I ended up doing is once I got rid of the snails, then we started to have some luck, you know, but it was too mm-hmm. late by that point. So, you know, because everything's it's very time sensitive. And this time of year, you're either really trying to get the rest of your harvest as much as you can out of it or you're starting a whole new crop at this time so mm-hmm. it's one it's which one is it for you and what are you doing so that's what and you, you may have to make some tough decisions um and so anyone listening in 2020 i know this isn't the batavia you know and love but you may have to pull some plants right so that's not my first course of action but you may need to make the hard decision um and you'll know if you need to or send us a picture if you're like, is it done, done? <laughs> so, Because we're also getting towards the end of the summer season, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I'm actually going to say this. I'm proud of you, Batavia, for saying that mm-hmm. because it's a hard thing to do. And I'm a big proponent of it. And I know when I post or say something about it, I get attacked hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, why would you waste your time? And it's like. That's just, that's how it is. You know, it's not yeah. going to do any good. And I mean, like that Chinese cabbage, like I wanted it bad and I left it there and it didn't do shit. And I could have had something mm-hmm. else growing there the whole time. So yeah. it's, it's, I had that same struggle with looking at some of my um, spring vegetables that were planted a little bit later. And then some of my struggling uh, seedlings in the kind of coming out for my summer crop. Like I just, you know, at that point, everything is looking good. And if it's not, I'm just I'm cutting my losses Mm -hmm. because there is a certain level of garden stress associated with babying some things. Please don't do a clear cut of pulling everything that looks like some pest has, you know, attacked. But there are some things where it's just not 
uh, worth to try to redeem because you can move on to something else. Well, and I, and so case in point, like I just did that with my garlic and onions today. I went out mm-hmm. there and I said, I'm going to pull them. I'm tired of waiting on them. They look like shit. I don't even care. I pulled a couple tests. I knew where the status was. And I was like, it's just not going to happen. So yeah. I pulled it all up. And now I have a half a garden bed that I can work with. And I'm totally satisfied with that decision because now yeah. I can put in another zucchini. I can put in, you know, a whole row of carrots. Like that space that I had for those onions, I had 25 onions there. I can put almost 150 carrots in that spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why should I wait for 25 onions? 25 yeah. onions, that's $4 at the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's a no brainer. So, just, yeah, I mean, I think it's the treating your, your garden. Uh, it's like a, a, a managing the relationship with your garden because you can almost make an argument with the exception of a couple things. Tomatoes and peppers are great examples of them. Many things are as cheap at the store, right? Um, but what's going to get the most out of your garden for that time? Yeah. Right. Something that's dying, dying, dying or something that, you know, can actually you can put some more compost there and there's some more nutrients added and you have some more life in the garden. Yeah. So. And if it comes into the late fall, like, I mean, the big thing for me, because I can grow some things almost year round is if it's not doing good, I can pull it up and give that spot a chance to rest. Yeah. And to yeah. replenish it. So that's another thing, too, like. And I know it sucks. She's like, well, and then you're not gardening. But really you are because soil management and amending is a big part of your garden. So, bellworthy. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, pests. Um, you know, if you're doing a summer pest, a good spray is a tablespoon of neem oil and a squirt of dishwashing soap in your for every gallon of water. And if you're having caterpillars, BT, and uh, about a tablespoon per gallon, and that will um, make sure you're hand picking what you can hand pick, though. First line uh, so, of defense is always hand pick. Yeah. That's uh, so good. Yeah, don't. I never start with spraying. Mm-hmm. I try to hold off as long as possible. So, yep. And it's multiple days of hand picking, and, and from what I've experienced, yeah, it's not just one day. So no. that's so I wish we would have started off the show with that instead of closing with it. But um, but for the minis, everyone stays until the end. So it's, it's yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true. And I mean, handpicking is is vital. It is. Yeah. I think is the best method of pest production control. Agreed. So um, I've done that with squash beetles this year, Japanese beetles. And I think that's it. Oh, and tomato hornworms. I always handpick them. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't had those yet, luckily. Um, if it's depending on the vegetable, I will prune the vegetable plant as well. Mm-hmm. So if I have something that looks like, especially with aphids, if it's some infestation, I'll prune some leaves off, those that are most damaged. And in most cases, that plant, again, what do we say? It will bounce back. Mm-hmm. Right? It will bounce uh, back. So that's another method. But you know what won't bounce back? If we What's go over that? on time, we got to go. Oh, my. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment.
And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 